With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. It's hour two on this Wednesday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Come on in, stay a while. Phone calls always welcome. Tyler standing by, 877-3DP-SHOW. Spurs, big winners last night. They won the NBA draft lottery. The Nuggets survived the Lakers in game one. The Joker putting up another triple-double. In fact, the Joker now owns two of the four 30-20-10 games in NBA playoff history. So there have been four. He owns two. The other two, Wilt Chamberlain in 1967 and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in 1970. as they hold off the Lakers to take Game 1 of the Western Conference Finals. Guys that size shouldn't be able to do everything, and I think that's the fascination with him, the fascination with the Greek freak, the fascination with Joel Embiid. When you have a player who's that size, that touch, basketball IQ, the ability to find the open man, Denver always makes the extra pass. Always. And you could see where... Oh, that could be a decent shot, and then they pass, and then they get a better shot. But Denver played really well first half. I thought the Lakers kind of figured some things out in the second half, but some bad play by LeBron late in the game, missing a couple of free throws, a turnover, missing a three, Austin Reeves missing a three. Lakers could have come out of that game with a win, and how big would that have been? And now it's every other day that you're going to be playing. There's no rest. And you got Denver ready to go. They don't lose at home. And maybe the Lakers figured something out late in the game where they went from AD to uh, Rui Hachimura on the Joker. But the Joker might have thought, you know what? 
we're going to win this game. Maybe eased off a little bit there. But now Denver has, in a, you know, 24, 48 hours to game plan if that's what the Lakers do for game two. Here's LeBron James after the loss. It took us a half to get into the game, and uh, that was pretty much the ball game right there. Uh, we got to understand that um, we got to start from, from the tip-off. They punched us in the mouth to start. You know, I think they had more offensive rebounds than we had total rebounds um, in the first half. And, uh, you know, that led to um, them getting second-chance points. They also got on the fast break and killed us in the fast break in the first half. You know, and uh, it was 10 for 10 from the free-throw line. So, you know, I know the game has won in 48 minutes, but they set the tone in 24 minutes, and, you know, we was playing catch-up for the, for the next 24. Yeah, and you expend a lot of energy trying to play catch-up, but it felt like Denver was a little gassed at the end of that game. Heat-Celtics game one, that'll be coming up tonight. Reggie Miller will be on the call. Reg will join us coming up next hour. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow, poll question from hour one, and what's it going to be for hour two, Seaton? Dan, hour one, we asked, how should the Lakers feel about last night's game? Uh... We, their options were a saved face or let one slip away. Right now, it's staying at, uh, actually, it's gotten closer. It's about 56% saved face. Okay. Um, what about uh, poll question for hour two? Yes, Paulie. How about this one? You're Greg Popovich, the head coach of the Spurs. You've had a tough couple of years. You're 74 years old. He's got to be the oldest coach in the NBA, right? Would you sign up for a few more years at least to see the Victor Wimbayana thing through or retire now? jump into the front office, and hand off your team to the new regime. Yes, Todd. I stick around with all his experience, and I, I know he's got all these accolades and accomplishments, but this is something fresh and new, generational talent, and I know he's done it with Robinson and Duncan. I'd want to at least uh, try a couple of years and coach this kid and see what you can do with him. I thought he was going to retire a couple of years ago, and you know, he'd lost his wife, and uh, you know, basketball might be you know what he truly needed in that time frame. But now you have what is considered a generational talent. But he is young; he's nineteen. Do you want to stay with him because you had David Robinson, you had Tim Duncan, and now you get another big man to build around? And and I don't think you go into it going, well, let me ease him into the NBA, and then let me bring in Mike Budenholzer a former assistant to take over the Spurs or whoever, you know, they would bring in. But I would think the curiosity factor with Greg Popovich with Victor Wambayama would be really difficult to walk away from. Yes, Eden. I wonder if you're a coach in like this stage of say Greg Popovich's career, if you look at uh, like really promising 19 year old talent as a gift or a project. Where you're like, man, do I really have the energy right now to get this kid where he needs to be? Because I'm sure for as polished as he is, he's probably still very raw at a young age, talent-wise. Do I, do I have the energy to like get this kid, push him up the mountain? And, you know, keep in mind, Tim Duncan was four years at Wake Forest, David Robinson four years at the Naval Academy. Mm-hmm. They came in, and they were ready to play right away. Victor Wambayama is coming from another country. He's 19 years of age. He's still very slight. And, uh, you know, but this is a, a great possibility. The expectation level, that'd be tough to turn down. Coaches love to be able to change somebody, fix somebody, mold somebody, build somebody. And I would think Popovich would look at this and go, here it is. Here's my final project here. And it should be viewed as a project. 
I don't know if he comes in and all of a sudden you're going to go, yep, he lived up to the hype. And the hype led by Adrian Wojnarowski, the NBA insider, who had this to say last night. This is the most highly anticipated player to ever enter the NBA. And this is maybe not only the greatest prospect uh, in the NBA's history, maybe the greatest prospect in the history of team sports. Wow. Okay. And as I said last hour, I mean, Woj can feel this way, but he's wrong. I mean, it, there's a curiosity. There's a difference with that. We knew Lou Alcindor was going to be dominating. Greatest college player of all time. LeBron James, you know, sort of in the embryonic stages of, you know, it's a man playing high school. Now he's going to go into the pros. He goes in that first game against Sacramento, and there were people who were at that game and said he's already the best player on the floor. We knew that. He was the chosen one. He's on the cover of Sports Illustrated. This is a curiosity. We got to see Lou Alcindor play in college. We heard about him when he was at Power Memorial. We saw LeBron. His high school games were televised on ESPN, too. Victor Wambayama, we got to see him a couple of games this summer, and you've seen some highlights. He has everything that you would want with a big man who has the ability, a handle, a good-looking shot. He can play inside, outside, wingspan. He's going to have a you know eight-foot wingspan. But you still have to get ready to play in the NBA. The rigors of every single night, and you're gonna you're gonna play, and you're gonna get roughed roughed up a little bit. You're gonna be the guy that everybody's gonna single out. Does he have the ability? Certainly seems, but it, the anticipation is more of a curiosity than it is. Oh my gosh, he's going to be great. I had this stat uh, in the first hour that uh, there have been. Nine players, seven foot five or taller, who have played in the NBA. Yao Ming is the only player to average at least 10 points per game. Yao Ming averaged 19 points in his career. Yes, Marv. Are we going to Vegas? Because that first summer league game where the Spurs play and Victor Wimbayama's on the floor, Man, yeah. that place is going to be packed. I love it. Yeah. Expectations are going to be pretty high when, uh, when he makes his debut. But the Spurs win the lottery. I thought the Blazers sort of won the lottery because they finished third, and you're going to get a really good player. And if you're Dame Lillard, do you say, okay, feel a little better about this? Detroit's got to be bummed out. Like you're bad, and you don't get rewarded for being bad? They're going to get the fifth pick overall? So they're the winners and losers last night. Um Adam Silver, the commissioner, addressed the John Morant situation, part two, and uh, he was asked about John Morant had this to say. We talked directly about the consequences first before we got to a subsequent um, potential to have done something wrong. We were very focused on the misconduct that was in front of us at the time. And, and frankly, most of our conversation was about how incredibly serious the first incident was of waving you know a firearm on you know on social media and again you know the, and the consequences there an eight game suspension was pretty serious and something that he at least to me seemed to take incredibly seriously in that time and we spoke for a long time about not just the consequences that could have on his career but the safety issues around it um, could have 
injured, maimed, killed himself, someone else with an act like that. And also the acknowledgement that, as you said, he's a star. I mean, he has an incredibly huge following and that my concern and I thought he shared with me that millions, if not tens of millions of kids globally would see him as having done something that was celebrating in a way. You know that that act of 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 sort of of so of of using a firearm in that fashion, and so I at least was left um, with the sense that he was taking this incredibly seriously. So honestly, I was shocked when I saw this weekend that video. Now we're in the process of investigating it. Um, and we'll figure out exactly what happened to the best we can then. It's again, it's the video's a bit grainy and all that, but I'm assuming the worst, you know, and uh, but we'll, fi- we'll figure out, you know, exactly what happened there. Why does the commissioner sound sadder, have more contrition here than John Morant does? It feels like that really hurt him personally. And, you know, this is a big night, it's the lottery. Game one, Western Conference Finals. And here you are talking about this. And you could tell where he takes that personally. Probably far more than David Stern would have, because I'm going to guess, knowing both of these men, David Stern probably would have had different words. And the conversation with John Morant probably would not have been fatherly. It felt like Adam Silver was trying to help him help himself And now does he sit down? I had somebody with the league office say they heard me the other day where I said 20 games, and they're like 20, maybe 40, like half the season. Half the season for this. And John Moran had a statement, and, you know, he if you listen to his interviews, I mean, he does give you good answers, well thought out. And and maybe somebody wrote this for him, and, like, I don't care about this statement. I don't care about that. I just want to see if you can handle this. And I've said this before. Is there substance abuse involved in this? Like, we make stupid... When we were young and we did something stupid, was alcohol usually involved? Probably so for a lot of us. He's 23. And that's what I wonder about this. You got your parents... uh, you, You know, your dad is the enabler. Your friends, are they enablers here? But you're 23, and the commissioner brings up a really valid point. There's so John Morant may go, ah, whatever. It's the kids who look up to you that the commissioner is worried about. Millions are looking up to John Morant. He's a, he's a star. He is meant for this era, except for social media. But the highlights, the way he plays, the way he looks, he's meant for this. Ready for this, or at least you would think, and he's not. And I think that's what the commissioner is looking at. Okay, I'm trying to help you. You can't help yourself. People around you aren't helping you. But there are kids who are watching this. And that's where I, you know, I have a problem with this. They look up to you. Millions look up to you. And this is who you are and what you are. And you can't represent our sport this way. Yes, Eden. Not to go down an angle that we might not want to, but we kind of live in a culture that glorifies guns. Why does John Morant have to be the guy that is the role model for all kids? Well, for the NBA. Yeah. The NBA is saying you're the role model 
you're you're one of the role models for our product here. I don't think the commissioner's saying, "Hey, here's my take on the second amendment." I think he's saying, "You re- represent us, you live under our rules, and you will not do this." But I think he's, you know, this is singular. I don't think he's talking about guns because he, you can have a gun. He can have a license for the gun. But I think the commissioner is saying, we're not doing that. That's not what we're rep- – I don't want our league represented by you to our fan base here. Yeah. And maybe it's not fair to put that on him that, hey, but, you know, that's what the commissioner is looking at from his angle. Hey, we got to be better than this. And you have so many other players in the NBA, like Steph Curry and LeBron James, what they do, you know, with communities. And, and you know, you're just watching John, you're going, man – if you don't get it now, I hope you get the opportunity later to really understand it. Yes, Tom. There's also a difference between owning a gun and showing it off on social media. You could be Frankie who works at the FedEx place. If I'm his boss and he's putting out videos like that, I'm going to give him a – I'm going to fire him or he's going to have to deal with me, whether you're John Morant losing $39 million because he didn't make one of the first teams or you're just the guy that works at a regular job. Yeah, yeah, Paul. I didn't really think about it until you said it, but I'll bet Commissioner Silver on that night. He's going to do the interviews. This is a big night. The lottery's of, hey, feel good for the losing team's night. And he has to do two minutes on this. Yeah. He's probably like, I can't believe after what after yeah. the meeting we had two months ago, mm-hmm. I'm getting interviewed on this. Everything else is cr- – ratings are up. Good teams are in the finals, blah, blah, blah. And he's got to do this on lottery night. we got rules to follow. The NBA rules to follow. All right, we'll take a break. Uh, Reggie Miller will join us coming up in an hour from now. Coming up next, we'll talk to the voice of the Yankees, Michael Kay. Aaron Judge homered again last night. Did the controversy go away? I don't think so. I have that for you coming up next here on the Dan Patrick Show. Traeger Grills on fire. Literally. you got to check out the new Ironwood Grill. It's great. There are times, you know, sometimes you go out if you buy a new car, and you just go out and you look at it. Maybe you sit in it. That's what I did with the Ironwood Grill yesterday. Big German and I went out there. We're just looking at the grilling area. And I went, that thing is awesome. It's gorgeous. And uh, you, you, it, it's so durable. It's like a, a mobile kitchen that you have. The Flat Rock from Traeger, explore new flavor frontiers. You want to do fried eggs, stir fried, you can do it. They have three separate cooking zones, which means you can cook a variety of foods at different temperatures. All at the same time. Flat Rock. Uh, first gas-powered grill in the Traeger lineup. Traeger wants to make sure you're ready to have the tools to cook this summer. You can get your Flat Rock today. Go to Traeger.com and make sure you use the uh, promo code DP show at checkout, and that will get you free shipping. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If 
you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling, only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories for 12 ounces, Fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. More of your phone calls coming up. Spent a lot of time talking about Lakers and the Nuggets. Also the Spurs. Greg Popovich moving forward at age 74. Is this your fountain of youth coming in from France with Victor Wambayama? 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at show. He's the voice of the Yankees. He's Michael Kay from the S Network, and uh, the Yankees still in Toronto, and then they head on to Cincinnati, and Michael joins us. Now, Mike, thanks for joining us. Let me go back to the other night with uh, Aaron Judge with his little side-eye look to wherever he was looking. Did you notice anything at that time? No, because we were more fixated on the fact that Boone just got thrown out, Dan. Uh, so we're working the uh, the center field camera from far away. We're not zooming in on his eyes. I don't know if, if Toronto was tipped off that something like this could happen. That was certainly not even a, a point uh, of a, of observation by either me or, or David Cohn or our producer and director because we were on a, 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 the center field camera, never saw his eyes. Then did you understand what was going on or the controversy? When did you realize that there was – uh, at least a question mark attached to this? After the game, uh, because it was in the eighth inning that that happened, and then he hit the monster home run. I think it became a big thing. They showed the ice darting, Dan, and then obviously he hits this home run 462 feet. So after the game, just looking through social media, you could see that the, the darting ice became a thing, and that's certainly something that people are going to run with because you've got the reigning MVP, the guy who broke the uh, American League home run record last year, who has a pristine reputation. So uh, this is going to make people think a little bit, and, and it did. You had the Blue Jays pitcher who said that his he was tipping his pitches, or he was told he was tipping his pitches. 
Um, I had a couple of questions with this. If Judge is looking over, but he's disappointed in his teammates, they're chirping at the time, and that he can't step out of the box and say, guys, will you stop, or whatever it might be. But he's tipping his pitches. Your first base, third base coaches are not in the coaching boxes as well, that they're up a little bit higher, so maybe they could look in for a signal. Um, Let's play conspiracy theorist here. Is there any... Can you see, even though you're not maybe neutral being the Yankee broadcaster, is there any validity to any of this with Aaron Judge maybe trying to get some kind of an advantage? Well, that's exactly what happened. Uh, I mean, he, first of all, he, he didn't call timeout. He, he only had one timeout per bat, and he had already called it. And the way he was darting his eyes, there's no way his teammates could see that he was darting his eyes. You know, I was told later, you know, he was trying to, like, see who was talking uh, so he could address it later. All of that is all fun and games. What happened was that the Yankees were doing good old-fashioned baseball gamesmanship. They picked up a tip. They picked up a, a tell, and they knew what pitch he was going to throw. Uh, and so the, it was probably be relayed by Travis Chapman, the, the first base coach. Uh, and when when uh, when judges asked about it later, Dan, you, you know, you can't admit that. You don't want the Blue Jays signs. <laughs> yeah. So that he was looking into the dugout about the chirping. And the chirping, I'm, pr- I'm probably sure, did bother him because it was going on for quite a while. They were up 6 nothing, But he obviously received uh, a tip from Travis Chapman, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's been going on in baseball for 130 years. As long as you don't pick up a sign electronically, there's nothing wrong with it. It's, it just tells the Blue Jays, be better, be tighter. Even John Schneider said that, that to protect their signs better. And, and as for the coaches being out of the box, I don't know, Dan. I guess every single one of the 60 base coaches in baseball stand out of the box. For one reason, you don't want to get killed. Yeah. I mean, with Carlos Stanton and Aaron Judge up, do you really think that Luis Rojas wants to be close to the, the, the box? He's got to be down the left field line or he could get killed. What do you see in Aaron Judge if there's anything different this year as, a, as opposed to last year? Just locked in. He actually wants to be better. Uh, and uh, he, he was working on some things in a two-strike approach during spring training, which I think he's put to the back burner. But uh, you look at his numbers, and, and remember, he, he missed 10 games uh, with the hip injury, and his numbers are still extraordinary with 11 home runs. Uh, he's just uh, hes one of the best players in baseball. If it wasn't for Otani, who was a unicorn, I think you could say he's clearly the best player in baseball. He's in the middle of his prime. He's amazing. And you know what else I see, Dan? He's incredibly beloved by his teammates. And you and I have been around athletes a long time. Sometimes the stars are not like that much. There's jealousy. People don't wish the best for them in quiet moments. When he hit that 60-second home run last year, Dan, every single Yankee was as overjoyed for him as he was for himself. And I think that continues to this day. He embodies everything that you want a captain to be. So uh, the Yankees had to bring him back. They wanted to bring him back. And obviously he did come back. And I don't see the money or the length of contract affecting him at all. I'm still amazed at some of the pitches he hits out, Mike, because they look like meatballs. I'm I'm still amazed that you don't either go inside or go outside. Like I have to treat him like Barry Bonds. I, I there's a bread box there, and I'm not going into that bread box. If he hits a bad ball home run, God bless him. But some of these pitches, it feels like batting practice for him. Is it just the pitching today and, you know, their approach? I mean, they're, they're throwers. They're not many pitchers. Well, 
I was amazed all year, Dan, especially in the second half of last year when everybody was hurt but him. He really carried the Yankees during that stretch. And that Pete was still pitching to him. But then when he got close to 60, all of a sudden the pitchers and the teams didn't want to be the victims of the, of the milestone home runs. So they were very careful and they walked him. And it took him a long time to get those home runs because of the way people approached him. I'm still stunned <laughs> that they don't pitch to him and treat him like Barry Bonds because – why would you pitch Stanton? Because you'd say, okay, even when Stanton's healthy, you got to face Stanton or Rizzo behind him. And they're both fine players, but wouldn't you rather take your chances with them than with Aaron Judge? And even now, they're right back to challenging him. And what did Einstein say? If you do the same thing over and over and the results are the same, well, this insanity. So, uh, I mean, good for him, good for the fans to watch him hit home runs, but it is a little odd. And one other thing about, you know, darting to the eyes and getting the pitch, maybe from Chapman, Dan, you would have hit that ball over the left field wall. It was a hanging <laughs> slider. There's no sign for that. Uh, well, I would admit that I cheated, though. I I would say yes. I got I got tipped off. Plus, didn't it, didn't the pitcher throw like six consecutive sliders? Like at at one yeah. point, you go, uh, how about something else? Right. I don't think he had to be told that another slider was coming. <laughs> I thought, sorry, the guy's 35 years old. I believe he's been on 12 teams, uh, three different countries. Uh, and, you know, it was a moment for him. But he, he really threw a really bad pitch. So even if you picked up location, I don't think they were picking up pitches, Dan, because obviously it's given by Pitchcom. So they were picking up location. The location was low and away. He clearly missed the location. Yes. So picking up the location didn't help judge in that home run. Uh Diego Herman with the illegal substance. What do you think he had on his hand there, Michael? I think they put like an overabundance of rosin and sweat, and it gets really, really sticky. And I think that one thing that baseball has to do, and believe me, Dan, I'm not absolving Herman. When you've already been ticketed, like, and you know the guys behind the sign on the merit, you don't go fast by that sign. He was already stopped against the Minnesota Twins on Jackie Robinson Day, and he did the same thing. That is not that smart. Now. I think that baseball has to give a baseline. This is what's acceptable. This is what's not. Every single umpire has a different opinion of what sticky is. Yeah. And uh, James Hoy said he's never seen a hand that sticky yesterday. So I'm sure Boone didn't argue. Um, Boone looked like he was pretty chapped at Herman. But they've got to come up with a substance. This is what you could put on your hand. This is how much you could put on it. And another thing I think they should do as well, Dan, if you look at Herman's spin rates, they didn't go up. So, I mean, what's the sticky stuff for other than get a better feel and maybe command of the pitch? But if they go up 300, 400 revolutions, then you know they're using the sticky stuff for something nefarious. But I think that even Max Scherzer, his his RPMs did not go up that much. I think that's what should be looked at. And if you see a spike in the RPMs, then obviously that's when you could step in and check the hand. If the Angels are out of the playoff chase by the trade deadline, could you see the Yankees making an offer for Otani? I could see every team making an offer, but the dangerous part is I think that Otani is going to become a free agent. So if the Angels are going to trade one of the greatest players who ever lived, they're going to want a big, big return. Do you want a big, big return going to the Angels? And you might have the guy for two months. Now, there's some school of thought, well, let's get him, show him how great it is here. And then all of a sudden, he'll he'll be more apt to sign. This guy's going to cost over $50 million a year. I don't know if anybody's going to give up to the Angels what they need to give up just for a two-month rental. 
Could it happen? I think everybody would be interested at the right price. But I, I think Artie Moreno is going to try to keep him, too. I mean, how do you let that guy go? Because not only is he a great player, he makes a team a lot of money off the field. Yeah, but does he want to stay? All he has to do is look around and see Mike Trout and go, that guy's got three playoff games in a Hall of Fame career. It's funny, Dan. I sat next to um, Otani when he, he just signed with the Angels. Uh, this was at the Baseball Writers Dinner in New York. And, you know, he, he said to me, you know, he speaks English pretty well. He goes, why is everybody so upset that I didn't come to New York? I said, because they wanted you to play here. They wanted to see you play. And he goes, well, maybe next time. But I know at that point he wanted to, you know, he wanted to be on the West Coast, closer to Japan. Maybe that's changed right now. I think he would be uh, somewhat short-sighted to eliminate the New York Yankees and the New York Mets and Steve Cohen's oodles of money, even if you don't want to go there, at least play the game so you can up the Dodgers offer and the Padres offer and the and the Angels offer. But I think he's going to consider everybody, and I don't think he's as intimidated about the East Coast anymore. Good to talk to you, Michael. Thanks for joining us. Anytime, Dan. Have a great day. Michael K., Yankee play-by-play announcer for your Yes Network. Had a lot to talk about. Tonight and tomorrow in Toronto, then they head to Cincinnati. Couple of phone calls in here. Uh, let's see. Nick in Houston. Hi, Nick. What's on your mind today? Hey, good morning, Dan. How are you doing? Good, Nick. What's on your mind? Good. Hey, I got a question for Seton. Hoping he can help me out. Uh, but a little bit of backstory. Sadly, my dad passed away last summer, and becoming a member of the DDC wasn't a club I was looking forward to joining. Uh, baseball was always important to us. And in a nod to Pops, my wife, son, and I are flying to Omaha next Friday. To watch Big Ten baseball tournament game, we're going to have a catch in Dyersville the next morning. We're going to take an uh, afternoon Cubs game on Memorial Day. And we needed some help from, uh, from Seton because since the Super Bowl road trip, I've had a need to go to Des Moines. And we're going to stop in town Saturday night. Can I take my 8-year-old to El Bait Shop? I want to know if he has any other recommendations while we're in town. All right, Nick, who has joined us with the Dead Dad Club and uh, going to the Field of Dreams to have a catch. And Seton, of course, took the French kid on a road trip to the Super Bowl. How old was his son? Uh, eight. 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 Man, you know, uh, El Bait Shop and there's another bar right next door to it that the name I just can't think of right now are awesome places. I would bring my son there. I'd be totally cool with it. I got no problems with that. Right. It's a great spot. A really great place. All right. We love uh, Desmonet. Uh Safe travels, Nick. Thank you. Yes, Paul. What's kind of the policy on bringing kids to a bar? I, I think like eight, it's kind of cute and cool. And it's funny because the kid obviously can't drink. Mm. I think you can't bring a kid to the bar when the kid's like 16. I always love when you go to Ireland and then you'll have the parents at the bar and then the kids are playing behind the bar. <laughs> like, you know, the, you belly up to the bar and mom and dad on a Sunday night and the kids are, you know, sort of playing elsewhere in the uh, bar restaurant. Yes, you I don't think you're taking your kid to the bar. You're going to the bar to get something to eat with your kid. And then it's just, no, we're just going to get a bite to eat. They got good burgers here. So. Well, it's not like when I grew up where I sat with my dad at the bar. At the bar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, back then nobody said anything. Right. It'd be like, hey, Jack, uh, you got your one of your sons. Yep, this is Dan. And I'd go, I have a Fanta. I'll like, take a Fanta orange, please. I definitely have memories of, like, after the uh, adult softball game, everybody going back to Lagoda's, and I would just play uh, shuffleboard yeah. for a little while. Yeah, I'd play bumper pool and yeah, have uh, yeah, yeah. A, a Fanta orange. <laughs> 
I don't know if you can still do that now. Yes, Todd. Or taking your kids to Hooters because you love the wings. I so did much. take them to Hooters. <laughs> what? But that's I, okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. I took him to Hooters. Why did I take him to Hooters? When my wife shut off the cable, when we were getting ready for the kids to go back to school. Her fault. And it was a Saturday, and I we're needed... not supposed to tell you. I know. My youngest, <laughs> my youngest, Molly, she always, always, always tells the truth, even when she shouldn't tell the truth. And that's when I said, do not tell mom we went to Hooters. We get in the door. We're not even in the door, I don't think. Hey, mom, I'm not supposed to tell you we went to Hooters. And my wife goes, what? I go, go outside, kids. And then I explain to her, you know, I'm a sportscaster and I need to watch college football at Hooters. Just down the street and got to have some wings as well. Did she come back with there's eight other bars that don't have that theme in Um, the neighborhood? She did not. (laughs) She did not. Maybe it's good that she did not. I would have gone to another place. It's just Hooters had a lot of TV as I was watching you know, noon football on a Saturday. Yes, Mark. They had a lot of what? Oh, you said TVs. TVs. Okay. They had a lot of TVs there. Yeah, you did your breast. Oh. <laughs> okay, I see you. Okay. Yeah. I figured someone's going there. Might yeah. as well okay. start it up. I think it's the first time my son might have noticed something. And uh, he loved the color orange after that. Sure. Yeah. They loved... Can I paint my room orange? Well, what? What? What shade of orange? You know, like a Hooters orange, please. No, you can't. No. All right, let me take a break. More phone calls coming up. Reggie Miller will join us coming up next hour. We're back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. 
That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I mean? even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. Intelligence runs in the family. Innovation runs in the family. Extraordinary runs in the family. Mercedes-Benz range of SUVs. Every member waiting to impress. Learn more at MBUSA.com. Zach in Iowa. Hey, Zach, what's on your mind today? Good morning, Dan. Good morning. Boys. Um, I was calling in. This morning I had to get a molar pulled out, and I was listening on Peacock, as I always do. Uh, listen to an old Will Ferrell clip, and right in the middle of getting my tooth pulled, Will gives me a good out loud laugh, and I bite down and, and bite my dentist and write his thumb mid-tooth pull. <laughs> so I just want to call, tell you guys, thanks for always uh, putting a smile on everybody's face and uh, giving us giving us a good time. All right. So. Well, thank you, Zach. Except for that dentist. Yeah. He didn't enjoy that. No, part. he did not. But uh, Zach got a good laugh out of uh, Will Ferrell there. I saw where Pat McAfee is uh, going to the mothership. Now, he also works for College Game Day. Well, no, no, it's already been out there. Oh, yeah. It's been reported. But uh, McAfee, it feels like it was a little bit of a surprise because it's in reverse order. Normally, you start at ESPN, and then you want to go out on your own. This is what I did. Levitard did this. Uh, Rich Eisen did this. You know, ESPN helps build you up, gives you national stature. Um, and then you can go out on your own and try to survive. But uh, Levitard felt constrained there. Um, I didn't feel constrained by ESPN. I had just kind of, I don't know, I got bored. I, I wasn't getting any better, decided I wanted to try something on my own and have something like this with a bunch of cameras and almost – uh, a voyeuristic radio TV show where you got to watch a radio show being made. And, you know, you, it's tough when you're out on your own. And McAfee was, ex, has been extremely successful. You got a huge deal with FanDuel halfway through that. Uh, you have total autonomy. You're on YouTube. Aaron Rodgers comes on once a week. That, to me, felt like freedom. And so the money is not the issue because he's going to get – well compensated at ESPN. I was just surprised. You're going to go to Disney, and it's Disney. It's not ESPN. So Disney is the governing body here. You don't have as much freedom. 
And there'll be times when you'll probably hear from somebody who says, uh, hey, can we talk about that last segment? These are things that happened to us. And this is Disney, now sort of the lifeguard in the deep end there for Pat. I'm sure he understands it, but you don't understand it until you're in it. And there'll be certain things where you go, uh, we need for you to talk about the commissioner of the new lacrosse league that ESPN is uh, promoting. You're going to have him on. First take had him on, get up had him on, and uh, we'd like for you to have him on. You're our, you're, you're our uh, uh, main radio show here. We, you know, there's certain things that you're asked to do there. Now, it's you know, not like you're in prison, but it does feel like there's somebody always watching and always listening. And, and he'll have to you know, modify his delivery as far as how he says certain things. But language will be an issue here. And I was surprised because he had done it. He had done it successfully. And, you know, when he, when he retired, he was still a very successful punter. He's making $2 million a year. He walked away. And I remember when he first started, and I said, look, I'm here to help you in any way if you ever want advice. He didn't need it. He knew what he was doing, and he did it in his way. Now when you go back, it's just different. Um, and, and, you know, having an environment like that, it, it's a little bit of a jolt to the system. You're not on campus at ESPN, but you're still governed by ESPN and Disney. And things you say and how you say them and how you describe them, stories you tell, it's different. Uh, I had management come down during a commercial break one time to talk to me. It happens. Uh, They're trying to protect their product. And certainly, Disney's been in the crosshairs recently. And so is ESPN. But uh, I I love McAfee. He's a, a great talent. He's very generous with his time, certainly on this show. And I wish him well. But I think you, you have to understand what you're walking into is not what you're walking away from. Yeah, Paul. I wonder if one of the angles, because I'm the same as you. I was, I was kind of surprised by the move. You usually go the other way. I wonder if you want to do more with football, both college and NFL football. ESPN's got tons and tons of But he of can do that because he's a personality. You want him. Yeah. I, he's doing college game day. Maybe he's putting his whole his whole thing under their umbrella because he wants to do Monday Night Football and college game day and, and more college football. But you could still do that. You yeah. don't have to take your radio show there because, I mean, that's that's who McAfee is, that radio show or radio slash TV show. And it's on YouTube, and, and he, you know, he has nobody there who's going to scold him if he says anything or does anything. You can still be attractive DSPN because your fan base. I mean, that's what this is. Well, come on back. We want you to uh, do college game day. And and you know what? He's going to ease into the Lee Corso role, probably. He's a colorful personality. It's just the radio show. You could have had separation of church and state. Let me keep all this over here. I want to contribute to ESPN. Yes, Seton. Right, like you said, most people are sort of in the big corporate machine and then they want the freedom to go do their own thing, whereas yeah. they're going from the freedom of doing their own thing into the corporate machine. Yeah. It's got to be an interesting time when you start getting those like, hey, guys, uh, just a reminder, your HR training is five days overdue. <laughs> Can you please start? And you're like, what? But I just did this already. Yeah. And I know you have to do it every year. Yeah. Well, all of these? Yeah. 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 Sorry. Yeah. There's certain things you have to promote. <laughs> hey, we got a Sunday night baseball. Would you have such and such on? Or the ESPYs are coming up. 
You got to have this person on. I'm guessing the paycheck is like, eh. yeah, but the paycheck is the same. Lacrosse. I mean, he's already getting the paycheck. Mm. He's probably making more money with you know YouTube and FanDuel than he will be at the mothership. I mean, are they going to pay more than Stephen A. Smith? I can't imagine Stephen A. would be like, oh, okay, that ain't going to happen. Yeah, Paul. It kind of had the reverse feel of Howard Stern, like going to terrestrial radio from Sirius. Yeah. Now you got to change the language back, which I think could be tough. And I wouldn't want to go back to ESPN uh, for a variety of reasons, because I'd already done that. But I also don't want to go back into that environment where – you have a lot of people, a lot of micromanaging that goes on there. And I don't want that. I don't have a boss here. And, you know, that, that's why the show feels the way it is, uh, looks the way it does, because we wanted to be able to do it differently. And there, it's all about precedent setting. Well, if you get to do it, then somebody else gets to do it. You want this, somebody else wants that. But, you know, the bottom line, good for ESPN to get that show. And if that's what Pat wants... You, know, you want sort of a corporate structure, and it is a corporate structure, then you, you, you went to the right place. That's for sure. Yeah, Marv? I'm with you completely. Nice. It's, it's definitely tons of micromanaging. Like, uh, excuse me, uh, can we talk to you one second about the music that you played? Huh? <laughs> yeah, it's a little different. A little different. Hey, about that last segment. Yeah. Oh. You know, uh, I think I think two minutes would have been better than five. Yeah. But and you can't you can't say those things. <laughs> you can't tell those stories. Yeah, Paulie. When I was being when I didn't get chewed out too much, but when a management person would talk to me, get in my face and talk to me about something, I would close my right eye, my good one, and act like I had something in it and scratch it. I'm blind in my left eye, so the room was just dark, mm. and I would just tune them out. It was kind of my move. Very fun. <laughs> Now they know. You showed them. Yeah, that, that really got them. You showed them. You had a side eye before Aaron Judge did. That's right. Bloop. Final hour coming up. Yeah. One, just one. Reggie Miller will join us on the program, and we hope you'll stay with us as well. Dan Patrick Show. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. 
Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. 